Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode, who knows, 134, Armin Show podcast, May 14th, not May, March 14th, 2018, Pi Day, 3.14, as we know, we are in the building, this one has some focus, and we might have a guest on here. Who's our guest? Hi, Armin, it's Mary, I'm back for a second time. Mary, back in the building, that is the greatness of a show that continues, there can be continuity from prior so that is a festival of joy mary glad to have you back on the show representing glad Scotland. To be back. that's the thank best you part. you know it now on this show people listen to podcasts and there's a lot of them out there i have been checking out a lot of them because i like to know what's going on out there in the audio world. Now, I don't know if I asked before, but do you listen to any podcasts? What do you think about them? Did I mention them before? I don't remember. Go ahead. Uh, I don't think you did, but I had um, downloaded your podcast on iTunes and had come across some that I had um, been listening to before, but they were mainly BBC ones. Oh. Um, so it would be like Front Row, so which is an arts um, programme. And um, I listened to Jamie Cullum as well, because he does a jazz programme on the radio I like him so yeah there's a couple like that more kind of um, in the art section though he does a jazz program like there's music or is he talking about uh, jazz? Mu- music music but then he does, had this little podcast as well um, I think that was it is the podcast music <laughs> or is the podcast oh, like talking it's a bit of both because oh. uh, he does in- he does interviews with um, artists etc and the other one I like to listen to is Desert Island Discs. Desert Island Discs? Yeah, so that is, um, it's on Radio 4 every Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they'll pick a celebrity or someone of influence and they will pick a certain amount of records that they will take with them onto this Desert Islands. And then they'll pick a book as well. And um, it's usually quite interesting, actually. Huh. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to think. Look at previous episodes. On a desert island. Yeah, so you have, you know, it's a big selection of, of um, the last one was John Gray, a philosopher. He was on last last Sunday. Oh. Yeah. I enjoy philosophers like Marcus Aurelius, author of Meditations. Now, by the way, you mentioned BBC. They have, explain like BBC One, BBC Radio One, two, are those the channel numbers or... They're the, they're the channel numbers. So Radio One is is the it's the most popular one for the kind of younger generation. So it's like pop music, where uh-huh. then you go kind of like two is kind of middle of the road, kind of middle aged people. Mm-hmm. Uh, three three's classical, four's more um, talking. Um, kind of so you've got plays, you've got interviews with people. You you know it's a good mix. Uh-huh. Um, they usually do book at bedtime that kind of thing. Um, so three, three, four, and then you've got five live and um, classic FM as well. Huh. I think, yeah. So yeah, there's several. There's there's actually lots of. Then we have like the regional ones for Scotland and Wales, and there's, there's a nation network as well. Oh. So the BBC they do a lot. Right, they're reaching out to a larger demographic yeah. than just England. Absolutely, yeah. And also, you mentioned plays for Radio Four. Have you ever custom designed for a play? Uh, not not for plays. No, I'm uh, ballet. Only ballet. 
Yeah. So what do you have yeah. against plays? You just don't like when they perform <laughs> on stage and they don't do <laughs> ballet moves? No, absolutely not. So you're opposed um, to it then? Uh, no, it's just the company I work for is a, a oh. dance company, ballet company. So you don't yeah. support like so. performing companies? You like people that are more ballet oriented? The other companies should go away. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> don't put words in my mouth. Okay, sounds um, good. Not at all. I, um, it's just I work for Scottish Ballet, so that's the company right. I work for. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that makes so sense. I've never I've never worked for a, a theatre company in that way. Right. So there's so many different kinds of theatre. That's a good point. Performing arts. Yeah. And so on this one, I want to go over. Those are some podcasts. There, I've looked at some of the most popular podcasts that are current or recent or somewhat in the thinking or informational categories. So I mm-hmm. thought might be cool. Let's check out some of these. What do you think some of these are about based on their name? And then after I uh, go into the details of them, we can look at the, do you think they'd be interesting, worth listening to, or just a bunch of hoopla? Okay. Hoopla. So, okay. One, for Explain example, what hoopla is. Hoopla, okay, this is a very uh, <laughs> defined term. Oxford mm-hmm. English Dictionary from Merriam-Webster from Ritz-Carlton. It means just just not useful. Just nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> just some nonsense. nonsense. Okay, right, got you. So there's one called Waking Up with Sam Harris. Now, just from the name, what do you think this one's about? Waking up with Sam Harris. Well, uh-huh. I'm assuming that would be one in the morning. Maybe no. That would make sense, right? Waking mm-hmm. up. It's like you wake up with it. It's mm-hmm. part of your day. Or it's um, maybe awakening. So it could be kind of an enlightenment program where it's kind of bringing new thoughts to you or something. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. more along the lines of the second one, but it's a good point. Waking up sounds like that's the thing you listen to for the first 15 minutes uh, after you woke up. Yeah, it sounds like a breakfast program. It certainly cannot be because it is the episodes are an hour or two long, if I recall correctly, and it is a neuroscientist, Sam Harris, also a philosopher and author, and he explores important and controversial questions about mind, human mind, society, and current events. So it's the second one you're describing, enlightenment, if you will, mm-hmm. through information. Uh, He has a PhD in neuroscience from UCLA and has interviewed a lot of the authors who I've also interviewed in text form and more so scientists and different folks. And uh, his thing, from what I've heard, is that he goes very... He speaks in paragraphs that you would write if you edited them for a while. That's how he talks. Okay, right. So very organized communication. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that interest you or is that boring? Um... (laughs) <laughs> for for me, um, I'd probably be quite interested to 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 maybe I might, I might take a you know listen to one mm-hmm. of them and see what it's like. Uh, it might not be something that I would you know listen to on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not going to say that's going to bore me, right. but it might it might it might not. I might be awakened by something. Right. He had yeah. An episode talking with the gene editor. Jennifer Dudna, uh, originator of CRISPR for DNA editing, or uh, Robert Sapolsky, I believe, was on there, the author of Behave, Jeffrey uh-huh. West from Scale, and... Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, and also I would imagine it would depend on which episode I'd listen to. Yes. So yeah, maybe the Robert Sapolsky one would interest me more than the the one on DNA. Long I'm way. not sure. Right. But, you know. Yeah. I maybe give it a go. Mm-hmm. The Robert mm-hmm. Sapolsky one, I would think, would also be. I'd lean that way too. I listened to actually the DNA editing one, and it was informative, if not knowing anything about that category. But it was sort of. She wasn't adding much on what we know of her or could find out about her quite readily or the technology. Okay. Right. So it was just repeating stuff. I'd already checked. But if you didn't know that person, some of these episodes would be a good introduction to that person. I guess it would, uh-huh, because then you would look them up. You would want to find more about them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh-huh. Check it out. It's a good, a good introduction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that is a neuroscientist. Switching over here, I'm mm-hmm. going to switch to one I have mentioned, so it may have some information. Actually, I'm switching to one I have not mentioned, so I don't have information on it that has been okay. handed out. So there's no bias here. This okay. one is called Invisibilia. Ooh. Invisibilia. Uh, what a cool name. Okay. That's quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you think about this one? Ah, uh, not sure about that one. It could it could be anything, couldn't it? Could kind be, of. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be about. Uh, let me think. Challenge, um, challenge I know it's it's a challenge, isn't it? Um. Invisibilia, by the way, is not so far removed from the word invisible. Yeah, so it's it's. I guess it's about being your own person, not not shrinking away. Being yeah, I don't know something something along those lines. Am it's I, it's yeah? the underneath yeah. the person, the things that oh, are okay. invisible. Right. So like a we bit don't like see the, it. Yeah, like the, but like the elephant in the brain. Mm-hmm. Shout outs to Robin, Hanson, uh-huh. Kevin Simler. I follow these people now on Twitter. I tweet back with them at times. I interviewed them, as mentioned before, and uh, described some of their concepts. Did you like the concepts in that book? I did, yes. Um, it's not released here yet, though I think it's next month, and I might get it. Dang. See, that's called yeah. de- delay. Mm. But at the I same don't know. time, I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. They're building anticipation also. So maybe exactly. that's using a hidden brain technique so that now you're like, oh, I can't wait until I get this book because it wasn't accessible previously. Of course, yeah. It gets that excitement, doesn't it? You pre-order mm-hmm. it and you're looking forward to it coming through the door. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Those are great methods. It won't be available for two months. We only uh-huh. have 100 of them. It's actually half off from the normal price. Where was that price paid for? Nobody ever paid that price, but it was half uh-huh. off of that price. Yeah. Yeah. So, going back to the podcast. Yeah. Invisibilia. So, this one's described as unseeable forces control human behavior and shape our ideas, beliefs, and assumptions. And it talks about, it has stories with science to see life differently looking at those layers. So, it is basically the concepts from Elephant in the Brain as a Mm -hmm. whole podcast. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah. And it's from the NPR network. Do you know about NPR? What do you think of that? I don't know who NPR are. Those are the National Public Radio. They make a lot of uh, the informational content in, I guess it's just the U.S. that is podcasts, radio. They've been on radio since radio started, frankly, I guess. Okay, so, right. So it's like, kind of like our BBC type thing. They Yeah. Yeah, okay. You have okay. your BBC. We've got our 
NPR. NPR and other things probably. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. exactly an analog. Yes. Mm-hmm. But like one of right. these episodes talks about emotions. It just focuses on emotions. One mm-hmm. is on reality. One is on future self, what your future self can become. So these are nice things because it's a very specific. One is talking about fearless. The name of the episode is just called Fearless. Yeah, yeah. And you could probably um, yeah, tailor it and to, to suit you as well. You could just listen to the one that you're feeling. Right. If you're feeling a bit emotional, you'd listen to that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or entanglement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, stuck in a rut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or flip mm-hmm. the script. Mm-hmm. When something happens to you, how do you return back to it? If someone is hostile to you, can you meet that hostility with warmth? Mm, that's a difficult one isn't it yeah yes it mm-hmm. is right mm-hmm. try try okay yeah. be hostile towards me for a second oh was that is this a silent okay well i i think that that silent treatment was great and very kind the thing was, you didn't see the Mary Mullen glare as well. Uh, that's true. Oh, good point. I was that's, missing it. That's that's hostile. Oh that's my hostility. gosh, that was, it was very hostile. Uh, and did you sense it? I, I did sense it, and I still returned warmth to it. And I, I felt that warmth coming right back at me. Yeah. So that's why I had to, you know, stop and talk again. Stop and smell the roses. <laughs> Which I sent back, their roses. So good. Those got transferred over. Uh-huh. Onward. So, the, by the way, this one, this one will be good. I want to see your prediction on this one. It's called The Daily. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what do you think about this one? <laughs> oh, are they just talking about what's happening on a daily basis? You got it. Okay, this is yeah. uh, what the episode is about. <laughs> it says, this is what the news should sound like. The biggest stories of our time told by the best journalists in the world. 20 minutes a day, five days a week. Ready by now, 6 a.m. Now, are they the best journalists? Well, is I don't that, know. Uh, is, is that a matter of opinion? Right. Yeah. Because so it's some their people opinion. might like them, but some people might not. I don't know. Right. And I will mention, they definitely, you know, five days a week, it looks like they are doing something like the Yup, yeah, mm-hmm. So other than my podcast, this is one of the busiest podcasts I've ever seen. Yeah, I guess so. And it's, what did you say, 40 minutes? 20. 20, 20 minutes 20 of news. Um, and then there's, mm-hmm. there's no news, nothing happens at the weekend. I guess not. In the weekend, it just disappears. Yeah. So are these the hardest working journalists in the world? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Hard to say. <laughs> maybe not. Well, maybe 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. They like their they like their time off as well, don't they? I mean, they were off February twenty fourth, twenty fifth, and uh, March third and fourth, and so on. So, uh, okay, definitely weekends. They okay, disappear. weekends. Weekends is, is no news. <laughs> it is no news, but yeah. I will say every day their episode it says ready by six a.m. So that definitely is a morning wake up show. So, so they work at night, don't they? So they've yeah. I think That's so. good. That's good, yeah. Um, have you listened to it? I have not checked out the Daily. I am subscribed to it. I will check it out at some point. Somebody mentioned it. It's by the New York Times. That's their right. like backbone, and it's hosted right, okay. by some guy, Michael Barbaro. Okay, uh, yeah. it's probably worth a listen. I'd maybe take a listen as well, just to just to find out what's going on over your side of the world. Mm-hmm. It seems like they are covering 
And they got a description for each episode about what they talk about. It could be related to president content and other country leader and uh, secretary of defense and those kinds of individuals. That's one episode. So political Uh stuff and also other countries, Venezuela, country-related political stuff. Uh Huh. Politics, which I tend to leave out, except I look at it in a... uh, social scientific sense okay now yep. this one freakonomics radio Ooh. so um, what jumps to mind there when you hear freakonomics radio freakonomics radio is it about economics you're on the right track you know it the economics mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh that makes sense i never thought yep. about that so you're you're right on the money there's a book freakonomics which is a famous not famous but a uh, popular book from many years back by Stephen Dubner and something Levitt, Joseph Levitt, I think. And so it was a popular economics book. I never thought about that. I always thought about the economics, but the freakonomics, freakonomics, you know, economics. Uh-huh. So it connects. Uh-huh. That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah and yeah. that is what their show is about. They also discovered the hidden side of everything. So this is a theme across many shows because we always see the there's too much of made up stuff in the world yeah so they're going um kind of under the surface aren't they where Mm -hmm. i guess um everything that's out there is quite surface Mm -hmm. so they're kind of going deeper into everything which is kind of the underworld of life Mm -hmm. yeah they talk with nobel laureates provocateurs social scientists entrepreneurs so it's not only economics but mm-hmm. they got big from economics. So you should always yeah. use your brand in the long term as much as you can. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. Like, let's yeah. say Dennis Rodman. He played basketball and was the crazy hair guy on the Chicago Bulls. But he could always use that forever for other stuff and his notoriety. He doesn't have to always be playing basketball. You can translate your ability in other categories. Exactly, yeah. You just uh uh-huh. if you've got that stepping stone, if mm-hmm. you've got something else to 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 prove or to show, yeah, then you can use that. Right. Yeah. Actually the stepping stone thing you just said reminded me of so Kobe Bryant played for the Lakers many years, popular super basketball player, and then this past couple of years he started doing writing stories and then made a animation story about his love of basketball and then he won the Oscar like a week ago for that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That is a huge yeah. transition. Yeah, you do find that people that in that kind of uh, maybe the sports world or, or that they do transfer onto something else, don't they? I guess their careers are quite short. Yes. So they they need to find another thing to you, move on to. Um, yeah. What you just mentioned, by the way, the average NBA career, from what I saw somewhere, was is four years. So. We'll yeah, that's not that's not long, is it? Super short. That's the average. Yeah. So obviously, yeah. there's people that mm-hmm. you know they go ten, twelve years. They're like the super famous individuals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that go one year, two years. Yeah, yeah. And there's only so many can transfer into coaching or right. whatever. Cause yeah, so they need to find something else. Yes, and then I have to throw in another tangent here. You mentioned coaching. The something I saw yesterday mentioned that some coaches, some of the best coaches of all time didn't even play sports so or didn't That's even play true. the sport they, uh-huh. they coached 
yeah, that's that's so true. That's so true. We have that um, in the ballet world as well. I Some was going to ask about teachers. that. Can you tell us? Yeah. <laughs> Some of the best teachers are, are called ballet mas- masters, um, rehearsal directors, mm-hmm. are ones that have not performed as well. Because they, they'll concentrate more on the more on the steps and more on the movement mm-hmm. rather than the performing. And I think it's, you know, it's you need to have that first before you then do the performance. So I guess it's the same huh. as, as sport. Right. Yeah? That's a good point, Some yeah. They're less yeah. distracted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, they're less about the showmanship of it. Mm-hmm. They're more into the technical side of it. Right, which is what you want in a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point across the board. Yeah, that's what these these coaches who didn't really play the sport or whatever the activity they're coaching, they are not coming at it from like I need to be known or uh, yeah, I you're need fame. Doing... I need the I need the yeah. So yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's quite. Um, you can see how that works. Yeah, mm-hmm. it happens in football too. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, so that's Freakonomics Radio, Dubner and Levitt. They're going to use their name until the end of time. And one last podcast I'll pick out for this section. Mm-hmm. Well, so there's... Well, this is not an informative name, but I'll give a... Sh- Actually, I'm going to pick the one that it would be more surprising. Or okay. It takes um, more... I've, I've, is this another one that you've listened to or not? Have you just I'm, plucked it out of the, out of the blue? I have plucked it out of the ones I am subscribed to, but have not yet checked, which is a okay. small group. A group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tangentially speaking, with Christopher Ryan. Uh, I don't know who Christopher Ryan is. I don't know him that either. Probably would have given me a clue. Maybe. Um, say it again. Tangentially speaking. So I do a lot of tangents. So hmm. tangents. So well, I guess it's just he might take a. Um, a topic and talk about it for mm-hmm. that one podcast. Yeah. yeah? And then yeah. switch from one thing to the next thing to the mm-hmm. next thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tangentially speaking, is dedicated to the idea that good conversation is spontaneous, organic, revelatory, and free to go down unexpected paths with unexpected people. So, the idea of free conversation that switches from this to that with no structure much. But most conversations are like that. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's only when you get into interview mode right. that it becomes structured. So uh, a normal conversation with someone on a day-to-day basis is, is that way. Right, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Because you end up talking about one thing and then you're like, how, how did we start talking about that when we start? Yeah, yeah, you go off in one. That's a good point of the differentiation yeah. between those two. Because there's times... Mm-hmm. I've been in interview mode when it would have been better to be in conversation mode. Mm -hmm. That's happening. And also, I think as well, you need to kind of... It depends on who you're you're interviewing, I guess, and how relaxed they are with with being interviewed. So if they're relaxed, then the conversation will tend to flow a bit more. Right. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. The more relaxed, the more likely it goes conversationally. The less yeah. relaxed, the more likely it's more interview-like. Yeah, yeah. So that's it can, a good point right there. Yeah, you can, certain points, you can kill it, uh, and there'll be a pause, and there'll be a silence. It might be a few seconds, but it's still a silence. But, 
you know, if you're if that person's relaxed, I think it's to do with the other person, the interviewee, isn't it? If they're yeah. relaxed, then it will flow. Right. Yeah. That's some good info right there. I, I'm mm. going to almost look, listen back to that part. But it's true. Yeah. Uh, yes. Very key. There's many times, numerous times, when I was doing interview videos or whatnot across the board, that if it, I could always sense, if it felt too interview-like, uh-huh. then it's like you're distancing yourself from the person. And if it's more conversation-like, there's less distance to the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, you also you also have to keep that that you know there's a fine line. Um, right. If you want it to be informational, right, it's got to have some structure. It, there should it, be some distance. It, it, yeah, it needs something because right. it can't just be like a uh, I don't know, just a kind of continuous answer or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That, that's it's it's a delicate thing, I think. There should be a foundation but, to it in that case. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, I want to point out in this podcast, at the end of it, it says, Come hang with comics, porn stars, bank robbers, drug smugglers, scientists, authors, and world travelers. So a variety of the people. There you go. Uh-huh, yeah. So Christopher um, So it's quite a mix. Oh, yes. Uh, I guess it's just covering, covering everyone. How do you find a drug smuggler is the question we are wondering. Um... I don't know. They usually don't really kind of advertise it, do they? Right. Yeah. You might you might be, you know, hanging out with a drug smuggler you don't know. Well, that's a valid well, point. Mhm. Yeah. And worth checking. Worth checking. Yeah, you might you might have interviewed one. Uh what? I've only uh-huh. had like 19 <laughs> or 20 guests. You're saying 5% of my interviewees are drug smugglers? I'm not seeing a thing. <laughs> okay, I can't. All right, we. I didn't. Yeah. Let me just yeah. tell the FBI guy who's listening in right now. I didn't know. I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Now I want to transition for a closing portion off of the podcast description analysis and one. Also, I'm going to check those other ones I mentioned one by one uh, because some of them now have become more interesting just by the fact of getting more detailed in them. And two. So I want to mention two news things. One of here, mm-hmm. and then maybe one of your region. Now, so in the mm-hmm. United States today, all across the country, and I mean all across, because I checked Snapchat, Snap Maps, or the map, and then other stuff, and mm-hmm. it's obviously on the news. Almost, I don't know what percentage. Let's say sixty percent of high schools around the country had like, who I don't know what the percentage is. Maybe twenty-five percent or fifty percent of their students walk out to the okay. street like mm-hmm. at the 10 o'clock for mm-hmm. 15 minutes uh, in representation of uh, people who were uh, their lives were ended in a shooting thing at a school yeah. so mm-hmm. without looking at the specific political background to weapon content mm-hmm on just the social aspect, this is the first time I've ever seen high schools come together, people of the age of whatever, 14, 15, 16, to, across the country for some sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting because it's a new level of social media connectivity because they all use, all yeah. people that age use the technology, but I've never seen some sort of large-scale demonstration of that age group. 
So this was how is this organised? That's this, another this, thing. It was uh-huh, it was an organised thing. Was it by it, the pupils or? It was organised. I always look at this. Somebody mm-hmm. or group originally had the idea to make a day of it. Obviously, uh-huh. there was some passion behind it across a larger breadth uh-huh. of people. But I look at this. This is a good point. What you're bringing up, like, it makes me think of in each school, who are the people uh-huh. who most got loud today? Yeah, yeah. Or, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds to me like an amazing thing, and it's bringing, well, it's bringing that, that age group um, kind of aware of, of everything that's going on and wanting to make a change as well. So it's given them a voice in a way, which they probably wouldn't before, would they? There is, right, so, less of a voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, people tend not to listen to that age group. That age group always get a raw deal, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I, I haven't heard anything. I've not seen the news. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the news here is different anyway. We've got different headlines. But... Um, so I've not heard anything about it. You told me about it, so I, I know nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel that here as well, teenagers just get such a raw deal. I do feel sorry for them a lot of the times. So it's quite good that they've um, kind of stand on our ground there. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. good to have some form of voice, right? They usually don't mm-hmm. speak mm-hmm. out or they don't feel yeah. uh, welcome to do so, maybe. Yeah. This one is definitely sizable. Yes, but back it, to what you were saying. I look at who in... I, I would almost be curious who in each school were the originators. Who were the people who spoke uh-huh. up first, most quickly? Who were the loudest? Because it says something about, you know, the uh, diplomatic people or the political uh-huh. people or the people who uh, have a certain... Because some people today were just like, oh, let this happen. And let me just do oh. my stuff. And oh, then right. some okay. other kids were like, let's go walking. It'll just take up some time. Some other ones were like, let's think for the people that lost their lives. Everybody had a different mm-hmm. view. Mm-hmm. Personality yeah. shows up in these moments. Yeah, yeah. And there'll be other ones who are just out for a, you know, free afternoon or whatever. Right. You do you, know, you do get that. But I think it's quite amazing that if it is throughout the country throughout the country I looked on the map yeah throughout the country that there it's such a strong feeling in every state Mm -hmm. you know and it's the whole thing's alien to me anyway because we don't have guns over here so um, Mm -hmm. the whole thing is is totally ridiculous to me so something needs to be done and it would be great if they make a change or they make that point is you know is, is made from them yeah. They It'll definitely be, did make a uh, large point a today. A large sound, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, yes, there is that. Also, a, a percentage of it from today comes from, like, if you're 14 right now and you saw that this school had a thing happen and this mm-hmm. school had a thing happen, you start doing the math at some point, you're like, uh, yeah, okay. Like, it's, what's different from my school and that school? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So there is some of that, which is a, a part of the passion of the day. There's a lot of details to it. I would break down. If I ever go political, I'll break down the whole thing. But in this case, I only am looking at the social and scientific aspects mm. of it. 
but definitely a large group thing. Now, yeah. in your region, what was something of today that was newsworthy? Uh, newsworthy. So, our, oh, actually, our main news today was Stephen Hawking. He died Shout today. out to Stephen Hawking. I've, you got, yeah. I didn't even yeah. point that out. Great scientist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Talks yeah. about artificial intelligence, potential dangers in the future. Great quotes. I put a quote of his today. Up. It no. said, if life wasn't so... Life. There's so many of them going about at the moment. Life's yeah. not... I'm, I'm butchering it, but life's not tragic <laughs> because it's funny. Something like that. Yes. Uh-huh. Be That's curious. It. Right. Be curious. That's another one, which oh. is a very good one. Um, the big news here is Russia... Um, Things aren't going very well with us in Russia. We, there was a, an ex-Russian spy and his daughter were poisoned in a small town in England last week. Oh. So that's caused a lot of tension between us and Russia at the moment. So that's that's um, heading the news for us just now. And when you say us, which region are you is it, specifically Well, I'm, about? I'm talking about the UK, so I'm... The UK in yeah, total. The mm-hmm. UK, yeah, yeah. There's some tension between the UK and Russia, so what's the percent chance of a war real soon? Oh, let's not think about I'm that. Joking, I know, okay? I don't That's just think. a funny joke. War yeah, is a funny yeah, joke yeah. you bring up sometimes. Uh-huh. We'll, it'll be fine. Though. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. a good one. We'll be, we'll be, we're good. Yeah. We're here for a while, yeah. That's true. The UK has been there for a while. It has multiple regions. Of mm-hmm. land there, surrounded by water. You'll never have a shortage of... We'll never have a shortage of water. Like vegetation. Mm-hmm. So that's a good feature. And Russia... Wait, so the spy was from where? Uh, he was an ex-Russian um, spy who um, was living in the UK because he was a double agent. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's complicated. Complicated. Um, so he was over here living since I think it's been here for like 15 years or something but it was he and his daughter um, were found in a town in England um, and there's been a police officer who, who first went to their aid he's seriously ill and yeah so that's that's quite a big thing huh. Huh. Mm-hmm. now that is a long term game right there 15 years to live place a part of it obviously a short bit and then after that doing spy work yeah, people think you're part of their group yeah. That's some yeah. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Internal, uh, international conflicts always because we jockey for position and power as humans across the world. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And there's always something. Yeah. There's always something. There's always something. If there wasn't, it would be a very dull place to live, wouldn't it? Right. If there was no, no, that's a good point. If there was no variety, if we didn't have difficulties. Now I look for difficulties in life or uh, challenges, mistakes, because that's it. The other stuff, what do you want, just continuous flowing like a lake or a river that's just moving, moving, moving? That's dull at some point. It's, sta- it's stagnant. It's, it's totally stagnant, isn't it? So, yeah, you need these things. We need these things. Yeah, we need yeah. these things. Well, we need challenges in life. Mm-hmm. Some of us jump at them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now... At the beginning, I mentioned podcasts, and mm-hmm. I would like to close with, I just want to mention, there's one podcast, it's called The Armin Show, it's this one, and yep. shout-outs to it. Also, by the way, Tim Ferriss, his show is called The Tim Ferriss Show, 
So there's a few mm -hmm. other shows where it's the person's name. I want to throw that in there. Glad to have had you, by the way, on. Yeah, I was. I was just wanted to ask as well. Yes. Um, Glad for so this. So, so many podcasts. Where do people get the time to listen to them? Okay. Well, they get this. Ooh, this is gold. Okay. Number one, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. they cut out that random YouTube video that didn't provide any value. Number mm -hmm. two, during the drive, watching a YouTube video during a drive, not so good. Podcast, a lot of sense. It's like radio. Yeah, does make sense. Yeah. Three. Uh, yeah. Washing the dishes. I guess washing the dishes, cooking. Actually, or, I listen when I cook. Mm-hmm. Uh, cooking, uh, around bedtime. Mm, during a work where it's more like uh, you're doing another thing, but you can listen to a thing while you're doing the thing. Yeah, I always find Radio 4 quite good for that. But then when people come in, they start talking, and you might have been listening to a program, and then you're like, damn, right. missed that bit, missed right. it. So yeah. it's not as good as while driving. Mm -hmm. So driving's probably the best, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. there's, n there's no interruptions then, is there? Something like there's, that. Like yeah. Yeah. Last week, Last I, week, I heard a comment online where a person said, um, it's too bad my commute got shortened because now I can't listen to the full hour podcast, for example. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. So that's where to find time. It's passive consumption, and uh, it's easier on the eyes. Mm-hmm. It can close your eyes, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. the answer to that one. Mm -hmm. Mary... Glad to have had you on this episode 134 of the Armin Show podcast, bringing it back and, and bringing yeah, the info. Glad to, <laughs> glad to have been on. Thank you very much. You know it. And yeah. we are out. <laughs>